0: Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes, Scott Gorleski and Ryan Cody, talk about life, work, comics and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show and online at www.tigshow.com,
1: T-I-G-S-H-O-W Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man.
2: Just do this. Uh, yeah, there'll probably be like a dog bark here or there. It's fine. Yeah, other kids are gonna. We're come pros. In. Oh yeah, we're pros. All right, hello everyone. Welcome to episode eighty of the illustrious gentlemen, a show by myself, Ryan, and Scott, and we're comic artists and we do a podcast every week. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the Spoiler Country Podcast. Kendrick and John review comic books, movies, and they have conversations with the people that create the amazing worlds that they love. Uh, they're currently running a Indiegogo thing. to uh, They want to go to San Diego Comic-Con next month for whatever reason, and they, uh, they're looking for a little funding so they can record a bunch of episodes while they're there. So if you go to Indiegogo.com, and uh, I'm going off script here. This is just something I'm doing. But if you go to Indiegogo.com, Search spoiler country podcast. You could see their uh, you could see their campaign there. Uh, new episodes come out every week, and you can subscribe and listen at iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Find them online at SpoilerCountryPod.com and follow them on Twitter at spoiler underscore country. Perfect timing, Scott. Who else
0: are we sponsored by today? Uh, our next sponsor is More Stories, inspired by Songs of Nine Inch Nails, now on Kickstarter. Uh, this is the uh, Nothing Can Stop Me Now. I, I struggle with that every week. Stories by Raven Gregory, Eric Esquivel, uh, brand new Vertigo writer, Dirk Manning, CW Cook, and others, art by Tone Rodriguez, Tom Mandrake, Mark McKenna, Drew Moss, Nat Jones, Jim Mafood, Christopher Mitten, and more, with a limited gatefold cover by Ben Temple Smith. It's a 124-page full-color hardcover book. You can get your copy of Nothing Can Stop Me Now. More stories st- and More stories inspired by the songs of Nine Inch Nails. Currently on Kickstarter. Excellent. Perfect. All right. We're,
2: we're also we're also sponsored today by uh, Cab Comics here in Flagstaff, Arizona my lcs i was just there the other morning to pick up justice league number one uh so for all your uh all your comic book needs graphic novel needs uh if you like batman if you like superman if you like wonder woman all the dc heroes they have marvel comics too but the ad copy is just dc specific so be sure to get all your dc comics including the new justice league number one out now with art by jim chung amazing uh book by the way art wise uh story is pretty good too uh, very pretty. So uh, it's all there at Cab Comics. If you're in northern Arizona, be sure to check them out. You can go to Facebook.com forward slash Cab Comics and be sure to visit their eBay store at ebay.com forward slash USR forward slash Cab Comics. Shout out to Corey. Great store. All right. There's the first dog. My neighbor's dogs are going to join in at some point, I'm sure.
0: What are you drinking today, buddy? I've got a Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. It's um... Ooh. Yeah, like Porter's my jam. Vanilla's fine. It, I don't have anything to say about this. Roasted malts with notes of vanilla. Blah 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 blah. What is? What is it? It's a five four. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just a it's just a beer.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I'm uh I'm gonna combine two drinks into one show because I got two gifts at Phoenix Comic Con. So uh, earlier this week, when I was still drinking beer, I had uh, a beer that was given to me by Ed Harris. Uh, it's a Cezanne Autom. I can't speak French. Cezanne Autom, Basically a fall Saison, Belgian style. It's brewed by Coachella Valley Brewing, uh, Thousand Palms, California. It was 9%. I normally hate fucking Cezannes. Uh, I had this one. It was a gift from Ed Harris again. And uh, shout out to Ed. And uh, I actually liked it. Uh, Oh, wait. I'm supposed to save that for later. So I'll save that for later. (laughs) Uh, It was rated 3.57 out of 5 on on Beer Advocate. But what I'm drinking for the show was another gift I got from uh, Tyler Button, uh, publisher of Tapestry Comics. He got me a bottle of Jura 21-year single malt scotch whiskey from the Isle of Jura in Scotland. I cracked this open last week for the first time on my son's graduation, uh, but I'm having my second glass today. Kind of a weird day for me, so I thought I would have some scotch and try to try to whatever. So thanks, Tyler, and I'll get back to both of these drinks at the end of the show. Awesome. I'm jealous. Yeah, I normally don't like scotch, but this isn't as smoky as like a Johnny Walker. And I don't really know. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't really know. I mean, it smells a little woody. But, all right. So, uh, whew. okay. <laughs> if we're if we're famous for anything, we're uh, we're famous for uh, shitting on Star Wars movies that have come out in the last three years. So we're gonna.
0: <laughs> I can't believe this is our third. Yes.
2: Right? Yeah, because we did. Wait, 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 wait. This should be our fourth. Did we not do one of them? Did we not do uh, Force? We didn't do Force Away. Okay. All right. We might've been, yeah, that might've been before we started this, but we've done last Jedi. Yeah, we did and not exist. Rogue one. Okay. Yes. As a couple, we did not exist. We weren't in a relationship then. All right. So we're going to do solo. Cause I saw it and you saw it and I saw it over a week ago. So my recollection might be fucked, mm. but I broke mine down into three categories. It's supposed to be a Western, I think is what they wanted. So I broke it down into the good, the bad and the ugly. Where, where do you want to start? We should do the good last, right? We should try. We well, should try to end on a positive note.
0: Oh, so we're gonna go out of yeah, order. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go. So, let's so go. What are we gonna do? The ugly, the bad, and the good. Let's go
2: bad, ugly, and then good. Or
0: bad, ugly, good. yeah. Bug. B u g. Okay. B-U-G. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all
2: right. Why don't you go
0: first? I, I don't want to give away my impression of the entire movie. I'll say that. Thinking about breaking it up into pieces like that, it's, it's difficult because I, I think this might be like a pretty good definition of a popcorn movie. It kind of just washes over you. Right. And there's, there's not a lot to grab onto.
2: Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't even put that down in, in either, any of my categories, but
0: yes. It's not a bad no. thing. It's not a good thing. Right. Um, but it makes it difficult to feel one way or the other about specific aspects of it okay so i i i I guess with the bad it it, it's not bad as much as it is disappointing is donald glover wait a minute Um, what yeah i i like donald glover generally but i felt like his lando excuse me what are, are are you being sincere or is this? No, I'm being very, I'm being <laughs> very you... sincere. This could. Oh no, no. Are, are you being like you can't hear what I'm saying or you can't believe? I can't what
2: believe I'm what you're saying to the point where it might change. Uh, it might change travel plans
0: next weekend if you continue down this road. <laughs> I I felt like he was doing an impression more than he was doing. Right, a character. Right,
2: but so was Billy D. Williams. I mean, Lando is a character. He's not a. He's a caricature. No, no,
0: no, and that's what I just yeah, said. But Billy D Williams was doing a character and Donald Glover no, was doing an impression uh, of that. I
2: character. misspoke. They are both caricatures. Neither one of them are real. Uh, neither one of them embody a complete character to me.
0: They're both caricatures of And they could have been. This was an opportunity for Lando to be a character and not a caricature. He wasn't just a plot device like he was in Empire. He he was a a, a part of the story. Okay, well I'm going
2: to I'm going to spoil it and say that he was my favorite character in the movie. And I th- Oh my god. And I think that he did a fantastic job. He had like a really weird accent that I kind of dug that I couldn't really tell what it was. He was great. I mean, th- this is this should be a movie full of over the top caricatures, so I thought he was great. But okay, that's fine. You you can be whatever. Uh let's see. I have a whole list of things. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to hit them all, but let's just uh, let's just hit real quick on the plot. To me, it was just another kind of buy-the-book-safe story. You know, we need something, so we got to get something else, so we can finally get to point. You know, we got to get A done, so we can get to B, so we can finish on C. It was easy. It was an easy story. It was easy storytelling. It was lazy. Uh, the insistence on using the coincidence as a storytelling crutch, which is big in these new wave of star wars movies and maybe they're big in the first wave of star wars movies maybe i just don't know but like han just happens to run into his old girlfriend on that ship like i saw that coming a mile away and i was disappointed when it happened cuz it was the easiest thing to happen like the whole plot is the path of least resistance it's lazy fil- sure, it's, it's lazy right but it,
0: you also didn't want him going back to corullia though we've all we've already been there we've been through that yeah it 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 was a wrinkle you know I, I i can forgive it 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 was um yeah it it was just it was just another conflict that's all it was it it didn't really have any ultimate bearing on the story i don't know it it just felt like it was one of those things that need to happen i mean this this is you know this is a heist movie yeah a- a- anytime you can add something else to make it harder that that's what you do, and I felt like that's just what that yeah, was. Yeah, but
2: I feel like maybe when Han got on Beckett's ship after he co- convinced them to let him him and Chewie join their crew, it would have been cooler if she was like already on the ship, if she was already part of this Beckett's crew. I think, I think that would have been cooler rather than for her to be some sort of weird like concubine slash assistant
0: lead, like second in charge. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll admit that her role... In whatever the criminal organization that was, what was it, Crimson Sun or something? <laughs> Crimson Dawn. Um, Crimson Dawn. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. I don't know. It. I don't know. I, I guess just uh, I was thinking about other things now, and I guess I have another bad. But I. I don't. I don't know. I didn't mind. All right. Well, I didn't
2: mind her. Well, bring up your bring up your next what you hate about this movie, this fucking
0: movie you despise. <laughs> do you, do you just assume that because it's a movie and I'm me? Yeah.
2: I, I assume you, uh, you despise everything, but I'm, I'm, I, I want this to be a positive episode. So that's why we got to get this shit out of the way
0: early. The, the, the big set piece sort of, I guess it, it's pretty early on in the movie. Um, Which there's multiple set maybe, pieces. Maybe, oh, there's th- this. This is set piece the movie. Yes. Yeah. May- maybe at like the the third mark is the the train sequence. The the stakes. You you don't find out the stakes of all of this until after that. Um. Until afterwards, there's a point at the end of the train sequence where. I don't remember his name. You've said it already. Woody Harrelson's Beckett. Yeah, sure. What his, his lady friend sacrifices herself yeah. for the job. Mm-hmm. And so had we been presented with the stakes of everything ahead of time, mm-hmm. I think it would have had more of an impact mm-hmm. um, it, it, at having the information that we had. And then having that scene happen, it's kind of like, that was a little extreme.
2: Yeah, that's on my uh that's one of my notes too in the under the the BAD category is uh I didn't like that they introduced characters of these characters in Beckett's crew just to kill them off 15 minutes later like it's you don't have enough time to care about them, you don't have enough time to really get their motivation. They're just there because they need X amount of characters and they could have done that with like fucking droids or nameless people that that weren't in the movie prior like I, it's it's like they tried to make us care about these characters. It's almost like we can get into the directing thing later, but it's almost like his crew was set up with the original directors, and then Ron Howard was like, "I don't want to deal with that storyline," so they just abruptly died. Yeah, it, it seemed very bizarre.
0: I I I understand getting rid of the pilot to have Han be the pilot. I thought I don't know it it it, it seemed like. Oh I mean, it was, I, it was certainly something that didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. And there there's it, it meant nothing either. I, uh, Woody Harrelson had a scene that was 20 seconds long after that where he's upset but then yeah, he's over it and the plot is moving along.
2: Yeah, she was more she gave us more about their relationship when she cried and said "love you babe" right before she died than he did the entire movie. He, he
0: yeah, and it it might also have been nice to have this this outlaw couple that's making it work that that could give some sort of mirror to Han and Kira yeah. as this uh this outlaw couple trying to make it work Word
2: up. That's why you're a writer, man. You know this shit. <laughs> uh yeah, and then uh so speaking of uh I just touched on the d- difference in directors The, I, this whole movie, I felt like the action, all the action scenes were a little safe and kind of boring. Like they weren't as exciting as they could have been, which I think is because you have like a 50 to 60 year old director who doesn't really make action movies. (laughs) So I don't want like a full blown comedy. Like the, like the Lego directors would have made it, but I would have liked a more action oriented. If they're going to have a movie, that's almost all action, have a director that can handle action. I, I just felt bored. Like, I felt like everything could have been turned up. It's like it was at level 7, and they were afraid to turn it up to level 9
0: or 10 or 11 for Spinal Tap fans. I get. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. I don't know. I wouldn't classify it as an action movie. It's a heist movie. That's what it was. But if you're going to have and big
2: action set pieces, they should be exciting and not sort of, like, go on you, too long and feel a little boring.
0: Oh, no? You, you didn't like the droid rebellion? Yeah, uh, Was that not handled uh, I properly? I did not
2: mind. I have no notes at all in the Droid Rebellion. I don't mind it at all. Um, I have
0: I have a lot of questions about that. Oh really? Okay.
2: <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into
0: it. I I don't understand. I mean, if if droids all have free will, that means they were all manufactured with free will. Well, who said that? Who so, said they all
2: have free will? Didn't she like? The,
0: the the robot
2: said But didn't, didn't she have to do something so they could all think for themselves?
0: She had to take off the restraining bolt, yeah. which is like, you know, the chains. Right, so whatever.
2: they were slaves, essentially. She's freeing slaves. Yeah. Right. But, you, don't, you have a problem with freeing but,
0: slaves? But why manufacture these things that have specific jobs to do and then say, oh, but, you know, I'm going to write this code in or you can just fuck off and do whatever you want.
2: Right. You're saying why give them AI at all? Yeah. Right. I don't think that's what this movie was about though.
0: Oh no, it wasn't about that. Th- that'll come in 2022,
2: 20- C3PO a Star Wars story.
0: Oh, what did you think of the droid by the way? Uh, Do we get in trouble for talking about this? No, Should we not touch this one? No, I think
2: I think uh I liked I liked her. I at first at first I always get confused, not confused, but I always be like, "Oh, the droid is acting too much like a human." But then I remember C3PO always acted like that. So it it makes sense in the star wars universe and i actually thought that her relationship with with lando was great and then, so now we're going into my good shit i'll just touch on it real quick i thought she had a great relationship with lando and i and as a huge fan of the mythos of the millennium falcon that i am i love that the the, the falcon has a little bit of sentience to it now because of her like you always thought the Falcon was more of a character than just a ship and now that kind of explained it Oh uh, yeah. That kind of explained it a little that bit. That is a nice little yeah.
0: thing. Um
2: so So I didn't mind it at all. I, I don't know. I didn't mind it, it at all.
0: Thinking about that, do you think do you think that in like the original trilogy with the the Falcon being a little temperamental, do you think that's because of Han's ownership and not Lando? Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe, right? Maybe like she's pissed because it's
2: not it's not lando in charge of the falcon so she fights back and she you know i keep now i'm referring to the ship as a she but you know what i mean yeah a little bit of attitude cuz she's unhappy with who's in charge yeah it's interesting i i wish i hope now ugh i can't believe, i can't believe i'm saying something this fucking dorky i hope now that in episode 9 now that this has been established they could touch on it to where like we now have a female pilot we got a female ship maybe there'll be some girl power some spice girls girl power going on or something maybe sure like maybe the falcon will be more helpful i don't know whatever
0: it's stupid like maybe if a fee like a female director maybe
2: sure give it a give it to uh give it to uh what's her name catherine bigelow let her direct episode nine they already have it they already yeah. have a director yeah. for it so
0: yeah jj J. abrams is already oh mad. yeah
2: uh real quick, two two quick thoughts and then I'm done with my bad and then you can wrap up your bad. Yeah. Uh yep. I'm all done. I don't give a shit about the Kessel Run or any other points where they felt like they needed to throw in fan service. We could have we could have oh. done without the Kessel Run part. Um yeah, I, I like I like that's... the idea of the Kessel Run being a lie. Like now that it actually happened, I felt
0: like oh I thought Han was just a oh, fucking sure. liar the whole and, time. And there was an element of that afterwards where yeah. Chewie makes some chewy comment, and he's like, well, not if you round down. Right, right.
2: So I just felt like there's parts in there where they tried to tie it to his backstory that I didn't think needed to be there. Um, and Oh, yeah, it's because he said it.
0: Yeah. He said Kessel Run, so that's got to be in the right. movie.
2: Um, and also, I don't watch any of the – like, I've never seen Star Wars Rebels. It's on Nickelodeon. I don't have cable. So when Darth Maul showed up at the end, spoiler alert. Oh, my I was God. like, I was like, what the fuck? He's, I was like, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? He's dead. Like, so then I got thrown off completely by the timeline. I'm like, is, is Han supposed to be 50 years older than Luke? Like, I didn't get it. So then I had to, actually, I had to fucking Google it to figure it out at the end. And so that took me out. Of, so for once he showed up at the end of the movie, I couldn't stop thinking about what the timeline was. So I felt like it took me out of the last like five minutes of that movie because I couldn't stop thinking about if Darth Maul is here, he was killed when when Luke's dad was a fucking ten year old. It was just throw it was fucking fucking me up. I did not like it one bit. And I think it's kinda odd that they chose that to pay off a storyline from a cartoon that ninety percent of fans aren't
0: gonna know well, about you know what they're doing though. Tell me. That's it's they're they're setting it up. Oh this right. is it's the first yeah. This, this, this is the Obi-Wan movie. That's, that's where Darth Maul is Oh, he's going to come
2: back. They're going to have to fight again. That's right.
0: Okay. Well, any. They're, 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 they're MCUing the Star Wars universe. I get that. So everything's going to start bleeding together.
2: I get that. But why not have a line when, when she's talking to him? Why don't you just have a line where like, I, I, you know, I defied death once before, you know, nothing's going to stop me now like just not, or why at all why do we need to see who's who's right in it would have been better had she had you only focused on her talking to somebody and you don't see the
0: yeah it is yeah it's it's i mean it's not, it's not like we're going to get a solo sequel
2: no i mean if in right? if anything
0: this is, this is not a sequel type movie
2: well i think it's set up well they could i it's, guess cuz
0: cause, cause they didn't yeah. they didn't end the movie like where where your brain might imagine they end it with him sitting at the at the table in the cantina, right? While well, when Obi Wan and Luke Skywalker walk in,
2: yeah, I mean, I think uh, I know that they signed all the principal actors to a three story deal, so instead of being a solo two, the Obi Wan movie could be essentially a sequel to this. <gasps> oh, Scott Scott's oh,
0: excited. I have one more bad, please. Um, you said you said Solo, and that's the bad. The title of the movie. <laughs> what's your What's your name? Oh. Han. Han. Right. Who are your people? I don't have any people. I'm by myself. Han Solo. Right. He, we didn't need that. He could just be Han Solo.
2: Yeah. Right. Or he could have said something like, Han traveling Solo. And then next time you see Han, he's using the last name Solo or something. His middle name could be traveling. <laughs> but either way, either way, <laughs> what's wrong with him just? being named Han Solo. When the dude asked him his name, he could have just said I'm Han Solo. Yeah, that
0: Yeah, that could just be his that name. Was stupid.
2: Uh and I felt like maybe that was put in with the original directors and it was supposed to be a bigger joke like a uh, maybe it's supposed to be there were maybe it's supposed to be fo- followed up yeah. at some point, you know, with like a a Han duo <laughs> or something, you know, like <laughs> like I felt like they they just didn't edit that part out when they redid the whole movie.
0: Yeah, there was there was one other part where I thought, oh, this has to be a Lord and Miller bit that just stayed in. Um, do you know Do you know which one I'm going to bring was up? Was it about uh, Lando fucking his droid? No, no. it was um, Han speaking Wookiee.
2: Well, I guess I don't remember exactly. I understand that he spoke Wookiee. I don't understand. I don't remember why he yeah. said he
0: spoke Wookiee. He, he just said he knows a little. But... but Hearing that come out of not Chewbacca in a movie is just ridiculous every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if your buddy just starts doing the weird Chewbacca voice, uh, you're like, you're a fucking weirdo.
2: It's like those fucking dorks who speak Klingon and shit. Now there's going to be people who speak speak right. Wookiee.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: People are going to be giving vows in Wookiee.
2: Okay, so I only have one. I only have one note on the ugly, if we're going the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, I only have one. My ugly is all the fucking. I'm going to read this because I actually spent time to type it out. All the fucking fanboys crying about it and their worry over box office. The movie at some point is going to turn a profit, and maybe the asshole clinching at Lucasfilm will put off stupid shit like a Boba Fett film. This could be good. This could Hmm. be good for the Star Wars franchise so we don't have a fucking. You know, an R two D two solo movie or some stupid like a Yoda solo movie, stupid shit like that. Like, this could put the brakes on it and be like, maybe we need to kind of not put out
0: well too many movies. I, I I will say that the movie itself spent far less time winking at the audience than Force Awakens and Rogue One. Right. Um, it it largely did not bother with fan service or references. And 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 that's what they got. They 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 had this movie that didn't do those things and it was, you know, the lowest performing one. So I think it goes the other way and it just reinforces the idea to the studio that people want that that stuff. They want the cameos. They want the the fucked up face guy to run into captain accent and jen and they they want you know they want c-3po and r2d2 watching starships fly off for no goddamn reason
2: yeah i read somewhere that this is the first star wars movie without c-3po in it i'm surprised they would i'm surprised Uh, they surprised they would let something there was an r2
0: unit in the droid rebellion i don't know if it was r2 Oh, that'd be it. See, that's a whole
2: that's a movie now. R2 getting off the salt mines of wherever the fuck. Oh
0: yeah, I can't wait for the R2 D2 standalone mm-hmm. movie. Excellent.
2: Okay. Alright. So we've kind of do you have anything else negative to say before we get into the positive? Assuming you have any assuming um, you have anything positive. Oh, no, this
0: was ugly, right? Yeah, that was ugly. This okay, this is ugly. Um the cinematography was terrible. You know <laughs> the movie was ugly. You know, ugly.
2: I read a lot about that and I didn't really, it didn't really hit me when I was watching it because I liked that it was a little gritty, but this morning I was trying to refresh my memory about it. So I was trying to wa- I was watching trailers and shit on YouTube and I was like, is my monitor broke? Like I can't see shit in this trailer. And so there is something to the fact that it was lit so poorly. And again, I think a lot of the boring compositions and shit like that are just, it's a Ron Howard movie. I mean, what are you going to do? The dude is like 60. He made like a beautiful mind. He's not known for these types of movies.
0: He, he's a competent yeah. director. I just... I maybe I not mean, for this movie. I, I Maybe with all of the reshoots and the special effects, maybe they just didn't have budget for lighting. <laughs> right, but, but you can brighten a scene in post-production. 75% of the characters on screen were silhouette or near silhouette.
2: Well that could have been a I, yeah. I was
0: I was leaning forward like squinting trying trying to make out who it was that I was supposed to be seeing. Well that
2: could have been an artistic choice because it's supposed to be like a oh I'm crime sure noir movie but I don't know how.
0: like the 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 whole the whole I can I can name you whole scenes like the whole scene with or, or the whole bit with Han in the Imperial Army yeah. Couldn't see a goddamn thing. Uh, the the enti- any scene that was in what's his face's office. Um, oh, Scarface Vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Um, couldn't see anything. It just I don't it, you have it you had a a tone in the screenplay that didn't jive with the tone of the aesthetic. yes the it was supposed to be this light-hearted sort of you know swashbuckling fun adventure thing but then it it shot like I don't know like a war movie or something
2: yeah I will agree that it's yeah it's shot like it's a murder mystery noir film but the script doesn't lend itself to that the script lends itself to Indiana Jones not Chinatown yeah I pulled yeah. that out of my ass okay um <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the good. Let's 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 get on to the good. Uh, first of all, when we did Rogue One, I said what I want is a Star Wars movie set in the universe, established universe, but have nothing to do with the sort of overall story, if that makes sense. That's what I thought Rogue One was going to be. And Rogue One kind of was, but it, there was way too much tying into the original trilogy and the prequels. Uh, so I like that this is mostly set apart from the trilogy. Um it's not it's set in the universe and it's its own thing. So it's close to what I want. It's still not exactly what I want because there is way too many ties still. I mean, that's the whole thing It's like, why do they got to make every little decision he makes have a tie into the movies? We know, I guess people want that shit, but I don't want that shit. Uh, but this is, this is the closest to, to the movie yet to what I'm kind of want in this universe. Uh, personally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, it didn't have strong ties to anything. I didn't think, um, uh, all of the the classic Star Wars things were just kind of there because they had to be there because it was a Star right. Wars movie, you know. So so if you need a cop, it's going to be a stormtrooper. Um, if uh, you know, uh, um, there there's there's battles going on. You're going to join the army or the navy to learn to be a pilot. It's going to be the Empire, you know. It's just it it all of the connections to the other movies felt more incidental rather than, Hey, remember this thing? Right. They didn't beat you over the head with it. I'm just saying stupid shit. Yeah, no. And it was, yeah, I, I take it as a positive, but again, the the studio is going to look at the box office and they're going to say, what did we do differently with this one than the other ones? And that's going to be one of the points.
2: No, I agree with that. Uh, what's, what's on your list of shit that you liked?
0: um, I, I liked the cast. Yeah. That's next that's next on my list. Yeah. Um I was worried. I had read stuff about I don't know the lead actor's name. Uh uh yeah. Uh I don't I, I don't care. I don't care. But I I had read that he and Amelia Clark uh like they had to fly in an acting coach for them at one point just because the production didn't have any confidence in I them. I thought
2: they were I thought they had really good chemistry. I
0: thought that was good. I thought she was super boring. They didn't give her much to work with. No, that's that's true. But I, I don't really feel like she used any of what she was given either. I thought he was fine. Yeah. I I was expecting to not yeah. like it. But I he he didn't he wasn't trying to do Harrison Ford. I think he did I think he did Han rather than Harrison yeah, Ford. Yeah, I get that yeah. And that was that that was to the <sighs> What's the opposite of detriment? Uh that benefit. was to the benefit of yeah. the film. Oh my gosh. Uh
2: yeah. I put down that I thought he yeah, again, he captured the character really well. He had the charisma of Han. He's not he's not uh uh he's not regarding Henry, he's not Harrison Ford. But he 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 cat he really did capture the charisma of Han Solo. Like when you're watching it, you would think that's Han Solo. And in
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that guy could play a guy learning to tie his shoes no. again, but he can play That's right. Han Solo. Of course, he,
2: in the regarding Henry reboot, uh, he's gonna. They should. <laughs> the, the, everybody's <laughs> they, clamoring they should for. just cast him in everything. Like they should do a Witness remake, and he should play Harrison Ford. And <laughs> uh, they should do all sorts of shit. I thought he did good, and I I thought I think it's a good thing that he didn't try to. Well, did you notice the scar on his chin? He had the scar on his chin like Harrison Ford does. That was. Oh, good. I'm sure that was. Yeah, I didn't know that was a but, neat little touch, yeah. and I'm glad they didn't bring that up. I'm glad there wasn't a scene where he got cut in the face, and then they were like, "Oh, oh my I'm sure there yeah. was. I'm sure Thank there." Thank God, was. old Ronnie Howard nicks that. But shit. we already know how that really? happened, though. He
0: he cut himself
2: with the whip. Uh, oh, that's right. That's what River Phoenix did back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's So funny they got a whatever. Uh. I thought everyone did a great job. I thought, like, again, the characters that were introduced that just died, like like uh, Tandy Newton, I think that's how you pronounce it, a, a, waste, a waste, waste of a character, yeah. waste of an actress. Uh, yeah. Yep. And she's a good actress, so I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that character was kind of a waste of everyone's time. Uh, oh, Scott's excited about something. I think everyone did a good job. Woody, Woody Harrelson, <laughs> that's his character now. That's what he does
0: now, and it's good yeah no i i always like seeing woody harrelson i bet you do I, um i think he's uh you know he's he's not great but you know what you're gonna get and i like what i get
2: yeah he's always he's always woody
0: he's always him yeah he yeah he's dependable yeah i what did you say you said i i don't remember waste of something a waste of a, um,
2: waste of a character waste of a good actress
0: yeah i i wanna i wanna amend my my bad comments unacceptable to add one more thing i i really found it annoying that everybody he met he would say i'm gonna be the best pilot in the galaxy
2: well don't you whenever you meet anybody don't you say i'm gonna be the best comic artist of all time is don't um isn't that on your business card
0: he what i wanted was him to introduce himself as the pilot like he's already the best pilot
2: yeah, instead of saying, I'm going to be, he should say, I'm the best, yeah, I'm the that, best pilot that, in the galaxy.
0: That's right. The fake it till you make it sort of thing. This, this right. false bravado that he has.
2: Yeah, I like that. He, well, I mean, maybe this movie is supposed to be him gaining that, but you kind of got the feeling at the very beginning. That's another thing. He already had his bravado at the beginning when he was mouthing off to one yeah, lady.
0: There was no arc for him.
2: Yeah, he's already a smartass who knows everything at the end of the movie. He's a smartass who knows everything with the fastest ship in the galaxy.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that at the end he did the right thing for somebody else rather than himself. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of reaching, though. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, I guess it's supposed to show that he's he's a scoundrel, but he's a scoundrel we all love, you know. Like,
0: oh, oh, then they did mention the rebellion. Yeah, at the end. yeah. It's like, oh, maybe someday you'll change your mind. Wing. Yeah,
2: and he's like, don't count on it. Me and the Wookiee are gonna go start some shit speak speaking of the Wookiee I'm always surprised at how well everyone plays Chewbacca I don't know how many people there are that have played Chewbacca physically I think there's at least been three physically and maybe one or two voice or I don't know but Chewbacca is always Chewbacca I mean I guess it's just like a miming whatever but it's always great and when Chewbacca took over you know when when uh when uh Mother of Dragons couldn't pilot the ship and Chewbacca kind of took over Like, I like that because in the original trilogy, you almost see Chewbacca as just being a servant to Han, like a a pet almost to Han. But in the later movies, you you get more of he's his own person, he's his own character. So when he just kind of leaned in without permission and started fucking taking over the Millennium Falcon, I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, it's, I don't know, I don't know how relevant the Chewbacca actor is to anything. I, I think it's like a Muppet. Right, so you just got to be really tall. If I mean, if you watch like human actors or whatever on the Muppets or on Sesame Street, the performance and the chemistry is all up to them. If if they put off to you like they're talking to a, a fucking puppet, and there's like an actor sitting on the floor, they'll put off that vibe. But if they buy into that, you know, you know Michelle Obama. Is talking to Kermit the Frog or whatever. If if she puts that out there, if she sells it, then right, then you buy the puppet's performance. And I, I think it's the same thing with Chewbacca.
2: Yeah, I just like that they give him more to do because even in like uh, the Last Jedi, there was a point where he's like, oh, he's down cleaning the Falcon. You know, like he's the bitch down there maintaining shit and cleaning shit while I'm up here doing nothing except making rocks float. So I like that it, you know. By the end of this movie, he was an equal member of the crew, just like the droids are, just like anybody is. You know, Chewbacca is an equal member of the crew, and even more than that, he's more important to the survival of the crew than anyone other than Han or maybe Lando. Yeah, I like that. So I like the casting. I think everyone did a good
0: job for the most part. Yeah, overall, uh, it was good. Um, Amelia Clark was a little flat. Paul Bettany was kind of just nothing. He was yeah. just bad
2: guy again they weren't given anything but i don't think they did the most with what they were given maybe <laughs> whatever i mean i don't think i don't think they the, the, yeah the, no the, but the, but i li- <laughs> i liked
0: everybody yeah they, the writer the writers of the movie
2: only the writers of the movie only cared about han lando that's kind of it no one else really got much beckett woody harrelson nobody else really got much to work with so uh it can't be all on their fault it's not all their fault Oh Jesus okay one thing I did love visually and I would like to see okay so let me ask you coming out of this movie if they were going to do a spinoff of any character what would you be most excited to see
0: hmm a spinoff from this Mm -hmm. I don't know I I mean I guess the obvious answer is a Lando movie I don't know how interested I am in that
2: well, I think the correct answer is uh Infos, Like a
0: Beckett it, movie. Infest Nest. Infus Nest. Oh, that was the, that was Maya Rudolph.
2: <laughs> a young, a young Maya Rudolph. Yeah. 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 Cute, cute black girl with freckles. Yeah. Um. No, I thought I thought that was my favorite. My favorite character I've never seen is my favorite introduction to Star Wars, just because visually they look so great. All the misfits. Oh, yeah. Mercenaries. Yeah. Like, I would I like a, I would like a movie that picks up right after this that literally shows them start the rebellion. You know, like, pay off this movie. You know, if you're going to make such a big deal about the fucking whatever gasoline shit they stole, if you're going to make such a big movie about that in the movie, I would be happy if yeah, they paid sure. it off and just continued straight from this. I thought they had a great look. They're, I like the idea that they're mercenaries, so they'll do whatever it takes to kind of start the start the rebellion I thought it was great uh, I would love to see like a like a gorilla like they're like in a gorilla insurgents like a guerrilla rebellion film I think would be great and you don't have to have any other characters in it problem is they would never make that because like you said fandom only wants shit that ties back to the original trilogy
0: they would need CG Leia uh-huh at some point you got something else I do Hit. the effects I, I was shocked by how much of it was practical yeah, um, and I think that's probably a Ron Howard decision. Sure, he's grandpa; he needs practical effects. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like, there's there's the opening scene is Han coming back with his stolen stuff for Kira to whatever <clears throat> slum place they live in with all of the other like misfit, yeah, street rats, right. um, then. Something transpires and he gets in trouble with um, He's a... whoever runs this sort of thing, which happens to be like this this big like worm thing, yeah that lives in a in a pond, yeah. But that was all practical, and I was shocked. Yeah, how do you know the worm was practical? Did you read that? Sh- you you can just you can feel it. You can uh, you can you can see it on screen, like the way. Everybody else is reacting. Yeah, I and the way it moves, it's kind of the the arms were kind of herky jerky and it, it was practical. I, I was impressed. I, there were probably other instances throughout the movie where that stuff pops up again, where they made that decision, but that's the one that really stood out to me, and I was impressed right away.
2: Before I call you out on that, do you know that for sure? Did you Google it?
0: I don't know that for sure but um, I would bet your life on it. All right. (laughs) Yeah, you can bet my life. That's fine.
2: So my last note is just that uh, the more I think about it, because I hadn't really thought about it, but I got to think about it for this illustrious podcast, is that uh, I dug it more than I thought I would. I kind of want to see it again now the more I think about it. Um, So, uh, yeah, that's my last note is I liked it enough that I want to see it again. Where would you rank it? Uh, I I don't
0: know that I would go that far.
2: Where would you rank like, it on the four that have come out recently, the newest four movies? Where would you rank it?
0: So that's Last Jedi, that's seven, eight, Rogue One, and this. Yeah. Oh boy, um, I think I I think Force Awakens was more fun, uh, even than this. This is probably two. Yeah maybe last jedi 3 and rogue one 4.
2: Yeah, I agree. I don't want to, I don't know about 3 and 4 on my list, but I would put the second behind force awakens as the second favorite of my new my new uh, quad quadrilogy quadro.
0: Yeah, I I just watched a um a video essay on the last jedi and it's um um it's value as a screenplay and uh a, and a narrative then it was compelling it doesn't make the movie any less frustrating
2: but. yeah yeah i would i would give it uh three out of five uh glasses if we did such a thing yeah that's fair yeah real quick uh it when this episode comes out uh yeah in two days two days from when this episode drops we'll be in charlotte so uh if you're oh, on my. if you're on the east coast uh come out to heroes con scott and i'll both be there we'll be talking to declan shalvey uh, that'll be the next episode. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Exciting, exciting stuff. How was your uh, Breckenridge Brewery beer?
0: Uh, it was fine. It was better than an IPA. Three and a half.
2: That's high praise for you.
0: Oh. Yeah. It's.
2: It was fine. The uh beer, and again, you can always gift us in beer and, and in alcohol if anyone's curious. So the uh beer that Ed Harris gave me the uh. Coachella Coachella Valley Brewing Saison, La Autom, uh, I'll give that a three point five. I don't like Belgians. This is one of the ones I did like. It uh, doesn't taste as much like a Belgian. Doesn't taste that much like uh, lunch meat juice. Um, so it's it's probably the best Belgian I've ever had. So I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I liked it. So thanks to Ed Harris, and the uh, Jura twenty twenty one year Scotch whiskey single malt. Uh, it's it's great. I'm not still not used to drinking Scotch. It does taste different than bourbon, obviously. There is a little woody, peaty flavor to it that I'm getting used to. But I had a bottle of Johnny Walker once and I had a hard time getting through that. And this I can get through pretty easily. So so maybe if we if maybe at the airport if we meet up before we go through security, I'll bring a little bit for you and you can have a taste before we go through security.
1: <laughs> Don't I'll
2: smuggle some for you. All right. So uh, that's it, I guess. We'll wrap it up, and uh, we'll talk next time in uh, Charlotte, the other side of the country. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TIG underscore show. Follow us on Twitter at Scotty God and at Ryan Cody. All the episodes, past episodes are available on TickShow.com. If you enjoy the show, go to TickShow.com, click on the support TIG link, and you can buy us around, buy a shirt, or go to our iTunes page and leave a review. All that good shit. And I'll see you next week, buddy. Adios. All right.
1: We come in pieces. We come in pieces.